0: You're listening to Biz Quick. This is where Julie and Corey provide quick and useful information to small business owners. Biz quick is the podcast where small business owners get to showcase their businesses and receive expert advice and guidance in areas many entrepreneurs struggle with. And you, the listener, get solutions, tips, and tricks on real world topics that many small business owners face. Julie and Corey are the experts small businesses hire when they need solutions. And the Biz Quick podcast is just one way they deliver those solutions. Let's start the show.
1: Hello, and welcome to BizQuick. I'm Corey. And I'm Julie. And on today's show, we're going to have Dr. Kelly Henry. He is a retired chiropractor. Uh, He wrote a book. He's going to talk about customer service. But before we get into that, Julie and I are going to talk about customer service. And I want to know, Julie, what was your worst customer service experience ever?
2: (laughs) I don't even have to think hard to come up with this story because it is burned in my brain. This was probably about, I don't know, eight, nine years ago. And I went to a car dealership to buy a new car. And it was, it's literally the first and only time that I have bought a brand new vehicle and the salesperson that I was um, working with initially, he didn't think that I could afford the car that I wanted to buy. And so He wouldn't even let me test drive the car without giving him a $5,000 deposit. And he wanted to run my credit. And I legit was so offended that I, um, but I I let him run my credit. I didn't didn't give him a deposit, but I let him run my credit. And for whatever reason, the system was really slow that day. I guess it's probably a blessing. I left and he called me maybe 10 minutes after I left the dealership and he was like, oh, hey, good news. Your credit came back and you actually are approved to buy that car. So come on back and you can test drive it. And I was like, F off.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> that's crazy. Um, especially because, like every car dealership experience that I've ever had and I've ever known talking to other people. You walk onto the lot and you're like, hey, I want to drive that car. They're like, all right, cool. Here's the keys. Yeah. See you later.
2: <laughs> and it's not like I looked like I was homeless or something and I wasn't rolling up in like a, you know, 1972 like Ford Pinto. Yeah, But he just did not think I could afford the car.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. Um, mine, I've I had a lot in my life. Um, I don't know if that says something about me. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> But the the absolute worst, I was traveling across country. So I I lived in Alaska for a summer and I was driving back with a couple of friends. Uh, This was 2009. Um, Cell phones weren't very popular at the time um, or or common. And so I had the only cell phone. I thought that I had my cell phone bill paid off through the summer, but I didn't. And this is like a a multiple week trip across country. Um, I find out in the middle of Zion National Park, which is the middle of fucking nowhere. You're about to get your, your service cut off. And so I call Verizon. Hey, I want to pay my bill. They're like, yeah, cool. You can't do that over the phone. I'm like, but I've got a credit card number ready to go. Let's Let's just pay this bill. They're like, nope, you can't do that. You got to be in person to pay your bill. But I'm in the middle of nowhere, literally on top of a like, like a, a mountain. Nope, can't pay the bill. All right, cool. Well, let me get to the, na- the nearest town. The nearest town happened to be Las Vegas. Go to Las Vegas. The nearest Verizon store that I would accept a payment was like 23 miles from the strip. And I wasn't about to pay a taxi to drive, you know, 23 miles to go pay a Verizon bill. So I had to wait another couple of days. We got to San Diego. I had to borrow somebody's bike. Um, I rode the bike (laughs) to a Verizon store only to find out that they don't accept anything but cash. So then I had to go find an ATM riding this bike around San Diego (laughs) the entire time. I'm like, I just want to pay my bill. Just, I want to give you money. They're like, Nope, we're going to make this as hard as possible. And we're holding you hostage because without us, you have no cell phone. (laughs) Exactly.
2: And honestly, that's the, I mean, So 2009 must have been the year of bad customer service because that was the year that I tried to buy the car as well and got that horrible um, customer service experience. And all I wanted to do was give them my money.
1: It's just like, no. It is amazing how hard it is to give people money sometimes. I, I mean, know. like, it seems like every other, you know, day I get a, an email from a Kenyan prince or,
0: you know, a Russian, you know.
2: They, they don't make it easy over there either yeah. to give them money. You got to send like a suitcase of gold. But what, I guess one thing that our customers can feel good about is uh, we make it really easy for them to give us money. <laughs> we are not going to make you pay us in cash.
1: Yeah. How <laughs> uh, we give our services away for free way too often. <laughs>
2: Exactly. Exactly. What's your um, like your best customer service experience? Do you have one of those off the top of your head? Uh,
1: yeah. So, I mean, it, I think this was in a blog. Maybe it was on a podcast prior to this. I don't know. Um, I was in, in uh, Colorado and went to a restaurant and sat down and it was busy. There's a huge wait, whatever happened to get a table, got lucky. This girl just randomly sat down at the table and started talking about specials and the beers and everything. And we're like, Oh yeah, you know, this is what we like. And you know, we're, you know, this, that, and the other, whatever, just shooting, you know, shooting up the conversation. Um, she's like, all right, cool. I'm going to get you a couple beers. Your server's going to be right with you. This, she wasn't our server. She like, we weren't in her section. She just saw us sitting there and was like, these people need service sat down. Had a conversation, bought us a couple of beers. Like the the owner clearly empowered their employees to just you know make sure that the customer was happy. And I mean, I had a great experience. And the next time I'm in I'm in Boulder, I'm definitely going back there for that one reason. Like it was you know it was great.
2: Yeah, I just I think I'm always amazed when you tell that story that that's your best customer service experience ever because I feel like that's really. That's I, I feel like that's rather routine for for bars and restaurants to, to offer that kind of service to, to people. Like that's not, that doesn't feel extraordinary to me, but there's something about that experience that stuck out for you. Cause that's like the 10th time I've heard that start. Yeah.
1: And, and I, I, I've been in restaurants for years. And so like, it's for me, like that just kind of blew me away where I'm like, this is when I open up another restaurant, when I manage people, that's what I want. Like I want somebody just to sit down and have a conversation. And not because they're trying to sell me on anything or whatever, like they are genuinely interested in my well-being, whether it's I'm hungry, I'm thirsty, you know, I want to pay my Verizon bill, whatever it is.
2: Yeah, that's how I want you to treat our clients like that, like you genuinely care, Corey. (laughs) (laughs) No. Yeah, you do. You do, you absolutely do. Um I think for me, customer, probably, you know, my top customer service that comes to mind is really with respect to First Form, right? Um, and just the amazing service that they offer every single time that you interact with them. There are, you know, I, numerous stories that I know of them that aren't even, they're not even my stories that are so amazing. Um, and for for me personally, um, the USPS lost a package that um, First Form had sent to me and, you um, First form um, was immediately sent out a replacement package. It wasn't even them that lost it and they didn't wait. They just sent it out and they doubled the order. And then when the person who got my package delivered to them, who lives like three streets away, I think in some kind of crack house or something, I'm not sure what's going on over there in that part of the neighborhood. um, He actually brought me the package. And so I called first form because I wanted to pay for what they had shipped me for free and they absolutely refused to let me pay They're like, no, no, your package was delayed. This one, this is on us. No one even their fault. Great customer service.
1: That is. And you know, I love the same story that you've told a million times because I've heard that one a million times as well. Cause we're <laughs> now talking trash about each other, <laughs> our stories. Um, but the one where uh the, the, the person uh, who is stranded on a highway oh, called, yeah. you know, first form and like <laughs> their car broke down and they called, A supplement company. They didn't call AAA. They didn't call their insurance company. They called a supplement company because they needed to know how to change a battery or something like that.
2: Yeah. Well, I think it was their spark plugs that went out. They were like between San Diego and LA and they were stranded on the side of the highway and they called first form. And the guy that they got on the phone, like figured out what was wrong, found a tow truck, got the guy to go out there, told him what he suspected the problem was. The tow truck went out there. They fixed the problem based on what the First Form customer service rep said it was and got the guy on his way. And you think that guy isn't going to buy from First Form for the rest of his yeah. life?
1: That guy's either crazy or <laughs> doesn't know what First Form actually sells.
2: Right. But... Or, I mean, he's probably super jacked right now, though. <laughs>
1: <laughs> probably. Um, we're going to get into our interview with um, with Kelly, Dr. Kelly Henry here, uh, but... I want one more question before we go. Yeah. He wrote a book. We wrote a book. Tell us about writing a book, Julie. What did you love? What did you hate?
2: You know, writing a book, I <laughs> honestly, it's, um, it's funny how much you for, you forget like the, the painful parts of it. I know I did not enjoy the process thoroughly while we were in it. I know there were parts of it that made me way more nervous, or um, gave me anxiety more than other pieces. Like I didn't mind the actual writing. Um, I had a pretty good rhythm down for that. We had a really good system, I think, for that. I think I was nervous about um, when you are writing, uh, you know, co-authoring a book, like wanting to make sure that your voice doesn't get lost in the process or the stories. And, um, but honestly, we've been writing together for so long now on, you know, blogs and emails and just content and stuff that I can no longer tell your writing from my writing. They've just sort of melded into the same thing. The only reason I know when it's my writing is when there's incorrect grammar. <laughs> that's that's like the key for me. I'm like, oh, I must have wrote that. That's terrible. Although actually I usually don't even recognize if it's bad grammar, but um, that was the part that made me the most anxious, I think, was just being concerned about losing my voice. Um, the part that I really liked about the process was I, well, I, I loved Vanessa, our editor. She just made it really fun. She was so good at providing feedback that didn't put us on the defensive. And she just worked in all those great quotes from like the office or family guy or whatever, or the Simpsons. So it was, that part of it was actually really fun and I didn't expect it to be. How about you?
1: Um, I hate your grammar to this day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I say that's my least favorite part. I'm gonna be wide open about that. Uh, still? Still. Uh, Julie discovers punctuation um and I don't know if she's reading a book or a blog or something she's like oh I'm gonna start using parentheses or ellipses or whatever like where did you pick this up Julie um but yeah that was uh aside from that like actually I did enjoy that part because I am you know kind of a a grammar nerd I like to call you
2: a grammar Nazi yeah
1: well we don't use those terms Um, oh okay (laughs) uh the yeah, uh, I I enjoy like making sure everything is like correct and orderly, and, and that's uh, apparent because I also love Microsoft Excel, and everything needs to be in columns or rows and perfectly aligned and all of that. Yeah. For those um, of
2: you who haven't figured it out, he's a little bit of a control freak.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but um, but the process was really good because uh, Julie and I complement each other very well when it comes to business and like what we do, and so. She's really good at like getting like the the emotion, the sentiment, like the idea there, and then I just back clean up. I'm like, okay, I know where you're going with this. Let me just uh, you know put the commas in the right place. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes. So if you know we're ever in a situation where um, one of us is on vacation and the other one is not, and a blog has to come out. Um, so if a blog comes out and it sounds like it was written by a robot, <laughs> then you know, Corey <laughs> wrote it. And if a blog comes out and there's parentheses and ellipses and commas all over the place. Shit, if
1: there's an emoji in there somewhere, <laughs>
2: <laughs> then, you know, I wrote it. That's sort of the tells that we have, yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, but all right. That was great talk about books and whatnot. We need to take a break and bring on Dr. Kelly Henry. Um, Julie, you got anything else before we take a break?
2: I do not. Good conversation. Yes. Go buy our book. I will say that. Yeah. We, we put a lot of time into that, guys. Yeah. Go buy it.
1: There's a link in every single one of these podcast show notes.
2: <laughs> yes. Go buy it. yes.
1: All right. Talk to you soon. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everyone. We wanted to tell you about our latest course, Foundation 52, that will be available on February 15th. This course is built to provide tools and techniques every week of the year and is designed to improve your small business. If you're thinking about starting a business, this is a great resource for you as well. We walk you through sales, customer service, disaster planning, growth strategies, and so much more. Head on over to SB Pace to sign up today. All right, and welcome back. We got Dr. Kelly Henry on the podcast. He's the customer service doctor. Uh, He's out of Dallas, Texas, and he is a retired chiropractor, wrote a book, talks about success, mindset, all sorts of crazy stuff. Welcome, Kelly.
0: Thank you, Corey and and Julie. I really appreciate the the opportunity to be on your show.
2: Yeah, it's always great to get um, new guests on here who can talk about topics we haven't really covered yet. Before we dive into customer service, which is where we're going to go first, I must ask, are you Dr the customer service doctor, because you were also a chiropractor or like, did you just like being called doctor and you stuck with it or how'd that work?
0: Well, I built my clinics. I had two very successful clinics. I built them on the premise and the foundation of great customer service. Uh, And so when you move into the coaching consulting round, you need a hook. So I, you know, doctor of chiropractic, why don't we make it the customer service doctor? So that's how that stuck.
2: Yeah, nice. And you're right. You do kind of need a hook. <laughs> it's a fair statement. Uh, the, the notion of building your practice around great customer service is um, probably one that not a lot of people have considered doing when they're building um, practices, like a- anything in the um, medical arena. So was that intentional or was that something that you realized fairly early on? Like, oh, great customer service can really go a long way for me.
0: I. That's a great question. I, I actually backed into it to be honest with you, and, and to be honest with you, you know, not not only do people not, you know, really go forward with starting a practice on the premise of great customer service. Pretty much any business that started, entrepreneur started, don't necessarily have that as their mindset of uh, building a foundation of great customer service and moving forward with their business. So that's part of what I I communicate to uh, to those that I'm I'm trying to work with. Um, Going back to your question, though, yeah, I backed into it. I I practiced in New Mexico for 20 years. And the area I moved into was where my wife was from, a smaller community in New Mexico. And we just moved in a few weeks into it. And a lot of the businesses there had been there for years, they were established, and they could care less how good a customer service they gave you. And it just bugged me to no end that you know these businesses could flip on their lights, open their doors and you had to do business with them and and they could get away with it. And so I just made a decision, hey, I'm going to do do the opposite in my clinics. I'm going to treat my patients really well and we're going to make them feel valued. I didn't do it again as a as a sales ploy or as a business ploy. It was just I hated the way I was being treated these other not all of them, but several of the businesses. Um, once I started doing that and, and making my patients feel extremely valued you know we got all kinds of positive feedback and the patients were like man you just love coming in here you treat us so well and, and uh, that piqued my interest and you know I studied it more and learned more about it and what could we do more of and, and better of and trial and error and, and just set me on this 20-year journey of uh, providing better and better customer service to where I'm at now teaching and coaching and consultant business, how to utilize it to, to grow and profit their businesses.
1: You, you brought up a really great point there. The, the value, what do you offer? What is your value? And that's something that um, I think that a lot of, especially, you know, let's say doctors, people in your industry or, or similar industries, they don't understand that they're providing some sort of value. Like it, you know, my back hurts, my tooth hurts whatever it is. Yeah, I can fix that. But like, I want, I want to be valued as a customer, as a client, as a patient. Um, And that's an important part of that. So what do you bring to the table in terms of value? Or, Or what do you coach your your clients?
0: Well, basically just that I mean, you hit the nail on the head. It's it's, it's moving businesses out of being so sales minded, and transaction minded, to make the next sale, to make the next transaction, get new customers in, get new patients in, and then just forget about them. Basically, um, I, you know, the purpose of a business, any business, is to get a customer, to keep a customer, and to make a profit. But so many businesses miss that middle middle portion of trying to keep customers, and that's what creating value and and making your customers feel value does. Is it Keeps them, and it creates loyalty, and it creates relationships, and that's how you exponentially grow and profit a business. Is when you're keeping customers in your business because they feel valued and important and special. So that's the whole premise of my coaching. And the the statistic or the study that I love to use is, and this comes from Harvard Business School. And what they found out is if you'll increase your customer retention by a measly five percent you can increase profits margins by 25 to 95%. So that's what I work with my customers, my clients. Let's just bump up and do a better job with our customer service to retain more customers. Keep them in, keep them buying, keep them coming back, keep them referring, and then watch your profits and and the growth of your business just blow up, basically.
2: It's interesting. I think there are so many entrepreneurs and small business owners who miss that middle part, right where you've got a customer and keeping that customer happy and satisfied and, and re- as a return business option is the most important thing that you can possibly do as a business owner. It's um, and there are so many different ways that it presents itself when you're when you're going through that, you know, the, the customer journey with your, with your customers is, you know, depending on, you know, their opening experience and how you can, uh, how they, how they feel through that process and how they're, you know, treated throughout. And when you're done working with them, um, what, what are some of the common things that you see with your clients as the, um, that, that when you're helping them with customer service that are sort of just very easy fixes for customers?
0: Well, you know, what you just mentioned, it's not necessarily an easy fix, but it's, it's a common problem is they just, you know, they are so customer friendly on the, on the front end of things with a new customer. <laughs> and just, you know, they'll make a customer or a new customer feel valued and special and important. And then it's, it's like as soon as the sale is made and they're an existing customer, you know, all that, all that friendliness goes away. And it, you know, it's so disconcerting to a, to a customer that, geez, I put all this money up. Yeah. They were so friendly. And then that doesn't extend out through the relationship for that business or with that business. So that, that's one thing. Um, a, A common fix is, and, and well, it's not an easy fix, but something that's very common that needs to be addressed as well is how the employees are treated inside the business. So, it's ridiculous to think that you can treat your employees bad and not value them and not make them feel important, but yet turn around and expect them to create value and make the customer feel important and special and, and treat them well. Um, and so that's, that's the second step of my process is to let's see exactly what's going on with your employees, how they're being treated, how you value them. If it isn't as well as it should be, let's create that team atmosphere. Let's let's focus on them as assets. Let's make sure they understand that they're valued, that they feel like they're important and special. And obviously they can turn around and and present that to the employer or to the customers as a result. So that's a, again, it's not a, necessarily an easy fix, but that is a common mistake and a common issue that we have to deal with.
2: Yeah. I think the other piece of that too is that you can. Um, it's crazy to think that as a an owner, right? If you are a business owner and you are small, so you still have engagement with the the customers as well. That you it it would that anyone would be really great at treating the customers really well, but treating your employees really poorly. They that just doesn't correlate, right? So you're yeah. either great to the customers and the employees, or you're not. It's, it's not it's not either or.
0: Right. Exactly. And you, to be honest with you, point fingers at myself, I went through a season where I didn't treat my employees as well as I should have. I It wasn't like I was ruling with an iron fist, but I was looking at them as more as a liability there to collect the paycheck. And it was my job to stay on top of every little mistake they made. Um, and, and one of my coaches called me on it and said, listen, quit it. You're messing this up look at them as an asset and start recognizing all the good they're doing. Um, and when I started doing that, that just flipped the script. We still had pretty good customer service, but it became a whole lot better once I changed my attitude and, and the outlook of how I, was, how I was dealing with my employees.
2: Yeah, we tell our clients all the time that if you want to hire um, really good employees and you, like if you're struggling hiring good employees, it's probably your own fault because you're probably not, exhibiting the right leadership skills or treating them the way employees need to be treated
1: and what one of the areas that we always cover with all of our clients is about that foundation it's the core values it's the it's what what matters to you what matters to your company and like does that like do do you convey that display that whatever it is like like is that apparent in the way that you address your employees your customers etc etc super important um And I want to keep talking about this, but I also want to talk about writing a book because I can see in the background, (laughs) you've got your book. We wrote a book. You wrote a book. Let's go through that process. Um, Tell us about your book.
0: Absolutely. The book's entitled Define and Deliver Exceptional Customer Service. Um, It's my first book, so obviously I'm pretty excited about it. It just launched uh, 1st of January. So super excited about that. And uh, you can find this book anywhere you, you can buy books, uh, go to Amazon uh, or on my website, by the way. But uh, yeah, that was an exciting process, especially being the first, uh, first go around at it. Um, I'm not a writer by nature, It's not something that I necessarily like to do or enjoyed. I've ever enjoyed um, Worked with a publisher that made it real easy for me. Fortunately, I had a ton of material and just experience and just things to put into the book. But uh, the sitting down and the writing was that was the the most challenging thing just to be disciplined enough to do that. And uh, uh, he helped me help me accomplish that. It's an easy read. It's not full of fluff. My my philosophy when I was a chiropractor, my philosophy now as a consultant. And then certainly through the book is you know, just keep things simple, make them simple and easy. Um, And that's how the book is. It's an easy read. It's not full of fluff. It's about 150 pages long. It's full of just easy actions, rules, principles that a business can take hold of almost immediately implement and make a, make a huge difference in the level of customer service that they provide. Like I said, almost immediately.
2: Yeah. Writing a book is definitely not an easy process. Um, we undertook that last year, so we can um, completely relate to that. Did you see it <laughs> launched just January 1st, like just a couple of weeks ago? Exactly. Oh, well, congratulations. How's it doing?
0: It's doing really well. So uh, I've had a lot of positive feedback on it, a lot of positive reviews. So um, so I'm excited. Obviously, that spurs you on. I have another, I'm, I'm already in the process of getting the second book moving forward. So, and it'll I'll probably hold off till early next year or late this year to to put that one into, uh, into production. But, um, it's, it's because the first book has done so well, that's what's spurred me on to go ahead and move forward with my second book.
1: I think we're going to write a second book. No, we're not. <laughs> uh, I was just going to talk about how we are not. <laughs> our, our experience, um, while interesting and, and I'm glad to say that we wrote a book and, and, you know, all of that. I, I hated every minute of it. There's a lot of things that we've done and that is probably
2: my least favorite. Oh, I think Business Essentials Academy was my least favorite. That was hard to pull off, but yeah, writing the book was an interesting experience and you can't, I don't know if we hadn't written it together, I don't think we would have finished it, either one of us alone.
1: Oh no, I wouldn't have written to begin with.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I did though legit this morning, like I, I, you know, I I don't know why, but I was awake from like two in the morning to like s- 6 a.m. And I had a couple of really good ideas. And one of them was we should write a book called the first year and each chapter, like each, each month can be a chapter and we can talk about what happened during that first year.
1: Yeah, I put it in my resignation.
0: <laughs> it can be called the first and last year.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh- the, the first and only year.
1: Um, Yeah, we are uh, running out of time though. Um, So let's give you a a second to give everybody a chance to get to know you. Where can they find more about you?
0: You bet. DrKellyHenry.com is the easiest place to find me. That's my website. And then if you can remember Dr. Kelly Henry, you can find me at uh, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. So uh, go to my website though. You can you can check out the book you can check out my programs uh, learn a little more about me and and uh, what i'm trying to accomplish for businesses my goal is just to help businesses understand that you, you can't go wrong with improving customer service um, and you a business has to realize they are creating perception for a customer good or bad every time they're interacting with them so either you're creating a good perception that a, a customer will take away and want to continue to do business with you or you're creating a negative impression where you are pushing them away um, and causing you to lose business. So it's your choice what perception you want to, you know, want to provide. And that's what I help businesses do. Hey let's 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 provide the service perce- uh, perception. Let's create a, a scenario where you're valuing your customers. Uh, not only is it going to help your customers, but it will phenomenally help your business when you when you have that mindset of serving your your customers as opposed to just trying to sell them all the time
1: yeah that's awesome um and we appreciate you being on the show and you know information and if anybody wants to learn more about uh dr kelly henry they can head on over to his website all of that's in the show notes thank you to our guests and our listeners everything that you need to know is out there
2: Yes. And while you're out on the internet, go ahead and connect with us on social media. You can find us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And you can find me on Clubhouse. Reach out to us on svpace.com and bizquickpodcast.com.
1: And while you're out there, subscribe to our podcast. Like us, give us a review. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. If you want to be a guest, reach out to us.
2: Yeah. And uh, let us know any topics that you want to hear about. If you want a specific guest or you want to learn more about customer service or sales process or whatever it is, love to provide the information that our listeners are looking for. And oh, hey, we wrote a book. We've already talked about it a little bit, but we're going to tell you the name. It's called Seriously, Now What? A Small Business Guide to Disaster Preparedness. It's a number one bestseller on Amazon, and it has a companion workbook.
1: You can download that from our website. Just go to sbpace.com. Check it out. And for the podcast, I'm Corey.
2: And I'm Julie.
1: And this was helping helping small businesses across America.